Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest, you guys. It's me, Jackie Cation. Sure, host of the dark forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. Yep. You could even go to TheDorkForest.BandCamp.com. Those are the premium episodes. And so uh, note the word premium. There's $2 involved. Okay. So uh, let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. They will sing again at the end of this program. Uh, well, he will. His words to the Mexican hat dance. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos does JackieCation.com. He fixes that website, which is amazing. On that website and, and DorkForest.com, uh, you can get to most things. The big thing I should tell you about is I have a new comedy album. I have a new comedy album, and it's called I Am Not the Hero of This Story. It is available on iTunes and Amazon and will eventually be available on the merch page on Jackie Cation. The merch page on JackieCation.com has all the merch. It's got all the T-shirts you want. A Ranger t-shirt, Spooky Reading Girl, and uh, my CDs and my DVD, my previous ones. And one day, the new album. I'm not the hero of this story. So get out there and buy the new album, you guys. On JackieCation.com and DorkForce.com, there's a link, uh, an Amazon banner on JackieCation, which is just take you, it takes you to Amazon. And it's essentially a portal to Amazon. You order from Amazon like normal. And the Dork Forest gets a kickback. It's a way to support the show that doesn't cost you any money. And so if you like the show, feel free to use the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com or the Amazon link on DorkForest.com. If you want to directly support the show, you may PayPal support the show. Uh, as a, there's a PayPal link. There's a PayPal button. Just donate some money, throw some cash over, and the Dork Forest, which is me, will be happy. And I will send you stickers if you want stickers. And, uh, and you can do it monthly if you want, but I've not made that easy. You have to remember every month that you like the show. Hopefully that is not also not a chore if you're listening to it regularly. Other than that, let's see. Stand up comedy wise. If this one goes up when it's supposed to go up, I will be back from the Joko cruise about to do live shows here in Los Angeles, headlining at Flappers in Burbank. If I miss out, uh, I'm going to be in Spokane. I'm going to be in Spokane, Washington at their new comedy club. And then I'm going to be in Peoria at their comedy club. You can always go to JackieCation.com and get my full calendar. You can follow me on Twitter and, and Facebook. There's a Ranger of the Dork Forest fan page on Facebook, which is super fun. And um, other than that, uh, there's this is the Dork Forest. I interview people about dorky stuff. And let's get into the show already. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with Michael Palasek. He's a friend of the show, but we've never been one-on-one. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And you're old-school Harry Potter fan. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about it, but there's yeah. always been other people around. You know what? The, I'm so old-school. I remember reading it in high school, and then I looked at the uh, the date that it was published, and then I subtracted a couple years to when she probably wrote it, and I was like, I think Harry and I are exactly the same age. Dun, dun, dun. We're like, um, our birthdays are like a month apart. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So August 31st, June 31st. June 26th. June 26th. It's my birthday. All right. Yeah. I myself, bit of a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. As I think has been established. <laughs> uh, but, um, so, wow. So you would be Harry Potter's age. Is that the deal? So 
and you haven't seen or read the play, so I won't tell anything. In the in the play, though, he's a little older than me. Like, okay. Like, so I think she saw him as she probably started it longer ago. Yeah. But like when it came, I think it was published in ninety two. Yeah. And I was I was ten in ninety two. And he was eleven. Yeah. So yeah. So okay. I felt like, and also completely age appropriate. I don't know if you do that, but me, I always whenever I see something reads, I always find a way to be like, oh, that that's me. Right. That's the world. It's being like, this is, I know everyone else pretends that their lives are going on, but it's really all about <laughs> you. J.K. Rowling wrote right. this. You, and weirdly enough, you lived under, a, 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 under steps. I mean, <laughs> I have one, I one summer I spent under steps and I was willing to do it because of Harry Potter. I, I mean, if you were trying to abuse a child now, what would you do? Cause they would right. be so excited to be locked in the cupboard. You know what? That was a genuine lie because I spent the summer in the, I look back on it with nostalgia because of Harry Potter, but it was literally, you weren't even born. Probably. It so was, it wasn't I, as fun. No, it wasn't yeah. as fun because you weren't around. Yeah. And the world, of course, <laughs> had not begun. Right. Uh, hey, it's Michael Palasek, by the way, yeah. M-I-C-H-A-E-L, uh-huh. like Michael. Yep. And P-A-L-A-S-C-A-K yes. is how you spell your last name. Yes. And you have a new album that yes. just came out mm-hmm. and, um, it'll be two weeks out. Uh, as of now. Cool. So guys, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's already, been, it's already the top of the charts. <laughs> right. It's already been favorably reviewed, you guys. Uh, it's called That One Thing and it's Michael Palasek and he does stand-up comedy and he's very, very funny. And, uh, in a row, you guys, over and over for the entire time. It's a joke and then a laugh and then a joke. Yeah. One of my favorite ways to watch stand-up. Ah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you're Michael Palasek on everything like mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, except for Snapchat. Yeah. Where you are Michael Pal Snap. Yep. How uh, could I not be Michael Pal Snap? How could you not? I wish I had done something. I only had to change two letters. <laughs> I genuinely enjoy that. I say that on stage at shows because I pitch stuff sometimes, like Twitter, sure. and then I'm like, and I think it's just amazing, and people are just like, you're you're ridiculous, <laughs> right? Whenever anyone thinks I'm lame, I'm like, yep. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Don't worry about that portion of me that uh, makes you go, no, she's not as cool as I thought she was. <laughs> When I first thought of it, I was like, this is my Dane Cook moment. This oh, is right. my website when no this one else is, had one. Right, no. Michael Powell's It's going to blow up. It's going to blow up. They're going to write like negative. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> okay, so I lived under a, um, uh, steps, and mm-hmm. every time someone walked up the steps, uh, there would be a fine settling of silt oh, no. on me, just like it is in the Harry Potter book. Wow. And uh, it was in 89, I think. Oh, and you were doing stand-up. And I was, well, no, uh, I was, uh, I was drunk on Cape Cod, finding out that I wasn't gay. (laughs) Uh, so I was in Provincetown, Massachusetts. A lot of people probably have the opposite experience. Right. Under the stairs. Under the stairs. (laughs) Well, oh, I never invited anyone home, (laughs) air quotes. (laughs) I was sharing a one bedroom apartment with four other people. Oh, wow. So there were the five of us and, um, Luckily, that was, I guess, the year before they all shared an apartment, and one of them worked in the fish factory, uh, which oh. I was, thank you, God, nobody worked in the fish factory. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, she smelled like fish. Because then you all work at the fish factory. Yeah, we all work in the <laughs> You might as right. well work there. Cause might as well. Get get a paycheck for smelling like exactly. that. Exactly. And, uh, but I... I do always think that the book is about me. I always try to relate, which is why when I don't like a book, I take it super personally. <laughs> yeah. When it, when there's something unrelatable about something, it's just hard. Right. The book I'm reading right now is a self-published book I got as a gift. And um the first 120 pages, I was like, boo, 
and yeah. I kept reading it because a guy who gave it to me was a f- friend, yeah. and, uh, he, and he loved it. No, okay, he's uh, he's an IT guy, okay, and it's an IT book. It's yeah. a book about um, my buddy Eric uh, gave it to me, and he's not an I don't know what he is uh, offhand. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was, but uh, it's called um, "Off to Be the Wizard." Off to be the wizard. I was I'm I literally listened. I'm on the, like the third one. Oh, you've read that? Yeah, Scott Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's so it's not self-published or uh, maybe it was, but a comedian Andy Woodhall told me about it and it pops up on my Audible account all the time. So Andy I finally downloaded it. Must have gone to Audible. Yeah. And I genuinely I'm in like 100 140 yeah. of the first book and yeah. I at 130 I was like Oh, good. It's funny. It's smart. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's a great premise. Yeah. I love the premise. Right. And off to be the wizard is the premise is, is that this guy, it's 2012 and mm-hmm. he has found, uh, that the world is indeed, uh, a program. The matrix. The matrix. Yeah. And he found the code about his life. <laughs> and so he made himself taller, but didn't die, thankfully. <laughs> and then made himself the same site height. And, uh, and then changed things. And then, uh, the police came. And, uh, because yeah. he did the obvious thing that we would all do, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, because we would abuse the power. Yeah. And then, uh, he goes back in time to, uh, to hang out with a bunch of other nerds in the Middle Ages, uh, from a book that said the best 20 years to live in the Middle Ages were <laughs> 1140, is it? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. So he's hanging out with, I got to the, you know where I started liking it? Yeah. Is when they, uh, they all got together to play Risk. Maybe Risk Legacy. When they're like, uh, hey, what do you want to do? And he's like, we go to this place or this time or whatever. He's like, yeah, we're just going to play board games. We're going to go to that cave and uh, <laughs> we're going to get Pizza Hut. And, uh, and all the other wizards who also found their code yeah. have gone back to that same age. It's funny you say that because like when I think about not being able to relate to a book, that's like a very relatable moment. It's like we could go anywhere in time, but yeah. all I want to do is hang out with my friends right. and do the thing I always do. <laughs> right. And so what I loved about that scene in the book, yeah. I was like, oh, good. He's yeah. not going to be some isolated nerd loner in his parents' basement. Yeah. He's going to have friends. Yeah. And um, the uh, um, that's the going to be the best. Yeah. So now I'm in. Yeah. Now I'm in on the book. And uh, so you've read, there's three of so them? So there's three right now. Um, the f- Scott I've, Meyer. Scott Meyer. The first, uh, I read the first one. The second one, there's the, the seek to... There's Secret Service agents. They're not Secret Service, but they're like government officials. And those characters are a lot in the second one. Yeah. And they are so funny to me. Like one guy gets so mad all the time. And he's like, I think he's Irish in Boston or whatever. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, You're Irish in Boston? Yeah, I'm not Boston, but, but Irish Chicago. Right. And, uh, Close enough. I love, I love how that book is funny. Like I, I listen to it when I drive and I'm like, oh, this is funny. Who reads it? I, yeah. Yeah, you don't know? Oh, I don't know. It I might thought you meant like, who reads Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know the guy. Um, Oh, just, just on Audible. Yeah, just, just on Audible. Yeah. Um, and then, so the second one that happens, and then I'm in the third one now, and it's, it's different than the first two, but it's still oh, funny. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 It's a completely different journey, but it still ties back to the first one. And that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's a funny light book. It's a funny light book, yeah. and it, it also had a nice kind of energy mm-hmm. to it. Uh, the bad guy Todd that yeah. was mentioned in the first book, yeah. you're like, oh, I don't approve of. Yeah. There's uh, more Todd. Oh, I'm sure. You yeah. can't introduce Todd into a plot and check up some of that. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Chekhov definitely. <laughs> he said, "Don't introduce Todd into the plot and not use him." And the idea is so smart that it just feels like it can go anywhere, right? Yeah. And it can go anywhere, but I was afraid that that's that it wasn't gonna that it was gonna go somewhere lame, yeah. which is uh, again the reason I don't write novels because I'm like, oh, it's gonna be lame, and I was like, you don't ever think that about a joke, Cason. You tell any lame joke and you want, and then it turns. You have that. I do that too. It's there's a freedom when uh. I, I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. No, that's, I'd, please. Well, uh, uh, I'm supposed to be interviewing you. <laughs> my first, <laughs> let me stop your model. Uh, I had like, you do your first comedic, like I did live at Gotham or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, and I had these jokes and I was, I was talking to my dad. I was like, I just, I just don't think I can write jokes that are this funny anymore. And uh-huh. my dad, who's never done stand up ever, yep. but he, he understands things that in a way that I don't, maybe that's just what dads do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was like, he's like, well, maybe Michael, you need to write jokes that aren't as good as those. Right. Maybe that's sweet. And then maybe maybe one of those will turn into that. And I was like, you're an accountant. How right. do you know creative stuff? Uh, <laughs> what he just did is he blew your mind, man. Yeah. He opened a door. He opened yeah. a window. Yeah. And, uh, and there was a screen on it. Yeah. And so there were no bugs. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but the, <laughs> like, but the, I mean, it gives you a freedom mm-hmm. to be lame. Yeah. Because you're not going to be lame. Exactly. It's going to work out. Mm-hmm. You're just, and what, that's what I should do with the damn novel is, is if yeah. I, if I want to write a novel, I should just write it. Yeah. But, I was psyched when it turned out that it was it's fun. So, yeah. yeah. But I'll show you because what I found is the self-published books have a different. The covers are yeah have a different feel to them. Yeah, they're a little different, and I think it's changed now. I think when I was like in my early college days, they said that self-publishing wasn't a good idea because right. like. But now I think it's like it's a way to. It's do completely it. it's completely respectable yeah. now. Yeah. I think, yeah. um, which is neat. Yeah, because again, gatekeepers. Uh, yeah. Uh, screw, screw those people. Yeah. Uh, just, it, it, just find out if anyone does like your book. Another book that's a TV show now that you probably read. Have you read The Magicians? Oh, no, I tried it. Oh, it, you didn't, it didn't you take. Give it to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, turns out Eric didn't give it to me. So I didn't <laughs> stick it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe Eric Spur needs to give me more books that, that I should finish. But the reason. Is it I, great? Well, so. Um, Who wrote The Magicians? Lev Grossman. Okay. And, uh, the reason I bring him up. Because of what we were talking about. Well, first off, I, there's three books of that one too, and I just love getting lost in worlds, and it's yeah. a very dark world. Okay. Compared, like they they say it was like a, a like a Harry he took a Harry Potter genre and made it for adults. That's um, right. That's yeah. why I didn't like it. Yeah. That's <laughs> I didn't like necessarily how dark it got sometimes. But the thing I I heard because it was about, like 700 pages too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I listened to those too. They were oh. they they kept me awake. Those will help. Yeah. Those will help if you're on the road. Yeah. Um, longer books. Yeah. Yeah. So Lev said in an interview because he was a, a book reviewer for like New York something. Oh, nice. Wherever people and so he and he had a family and he didn't have all the time to just sit down in a cabin and write. And he was just like, I would write whenever, like, when do you write? And they're like, five, whenever I have five minutes, I write for five, whenever I have a chance. And it, it was really inspiring to me as a comedian to be like, oh, I don't need to schedule this and sit in right. a place and watch TV. Or like, I, I can just be like, oh, I have two seconds. Let's do this. Yeah. And when I read his book, I think it's good, but I also see that. I'm like, oh yeah, he came up with it. And then it's He there. clearly, yeah. <laughs> he clearly might've wanted to at least go to a cabin for a weekend and yeah. take a, a line veto pen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's my whole thing about about J.K. Rowling, and I've said yeah. it a thousand times before: is yeah. that nobody was editing her at the end of those books, and <laughs> hence two hundred pages of camping. Um, you know what, though, I didn't, I never had a problem. I didn't with it. care. I loved every second of it. Right, right, because I I wanted to be in that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I and I I could be complete. I'm obviously completely wrong because I don't know her or her life or. Mm-hmm. But the first book she had to get published or whatever. Yeah, and then each one got a little longer, and I think she. She probably 
knew as an art, maybe she knew as an artist that like people are going to want to have, have be in this longer. Right. And I'm only going to do seven, seven of these, books. So I'm going to make sure that they get that. That they get all they this can. backstory yeah. and all this. Yeah. It's, I mean, some people give her guff too about sort of giving insight into, you know, Dumbledore being gay and other things. You're like, no, more glimpses into how the world yeah. you picture that because it's her world. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying it's not, yes, it's derivative. Yes, it's everybody else has some world, something like that. But oh, her, her world, world is derivative of other worlds. Of other worlds. But well, what I think is special about her world is that it's funny. So it makes me feel less derivative. It doesn't seem as derivative because it's like, oh, no, yeah. she's taking that. That that's called something and something else, but now it's in this one, and it right. seems it seems like it comes alive. It's like everybody's life is different, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, yeah. you could be raised in the same family and have um, just a funnier version of your childhood. Yeah, and so her version of let's say it's Tolkien's world, yeah, you know, or it's um, wh- whatever it's Anne McCaffrey's. It, world. it goes back to myth mythological yeah. creatures from yeah. long ago. Like no one owned those. Right. No one owns those. Yeah. And so, and, and I love what you just said though, because yeah. it just, it frees it up so much yeah. because it's her, her world is more optimistic. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's funnier and mm-hmm. sweeter yeah. than, you know, I mean, Tolkien's world is super noble. You know, it has a lot of nobility to it and it has a lot of like, there's, there's a snare drum somewhere. And, uh, <laughs> you know, her stuff has more of a slide uh, roll to it. Like, like a, uh, you know, like Arthur, um, Dent, no, uh, which is Hitchhiker's, but, um, who was, uh, Ron Weasley's dad? Arthur Weasley? Arthur, oh, that is Arthur Weasley. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for pointing. So, yeah. So Arthur Weasley's, but Arthur, Arthur Weasley's love of muggle. Mm-hmm. Artifacts is a delight. People love my my girlfriend just read Harry Potter for the first time. I gave her one last May, and she finished them all by the end of July. She just read all the books, right? And that was like the first thing she said. She's like, "I love it how he loves Models. human things. Yeah. That's such a relatable, yes, thing." And her books are so full of tolerance uh-huh. and just acceptance, and more of a uh, an ability to. to it's they're. You know, I'm sure it's snowflakey and inclusionary uh-huh. and all these things, but it's, there's a sweetness to it and a humanity that accepts people that, that, that I think encourages children to do that. And, and, and adults. But. Fundamentally, and I, I thought it was like, it was uncon, it was subconscious because no one ever told me it, but I was taking a writing class and our teacher broke it down how like pretty much, well, there are a couple of things. First off, like every book, like it was a battle between love and fear and how love is the strongest oh, right. from the page one love wins yeah and everyone wants to be afraid <laughs> but love wins and then the other thing that she did that i heard some other critic write was that every character in that book does something wrong like everyone is imperfect like even harry uses an unforgivable curse like there's yeah. nobody who's Who good doesn't make a giant mistake yep. it's not even like a flaw they're like you can he could go to azkaban for trying to do that yeah on, on snape or whatever even though he's a back like and, uh, and I thought at the time when I was reading it, I had a problem with that because I had only read books where everybody was all good or all bad. Right. Or, or even if they were kind of in between, it was kind of like weird or funny, but it was like every character had good and bad stuff. And it was just like, yeah, how did she do that? Right. How right. did she put all of that in there? She like, it's essentially, it's, it's like she found the flaws of humanity and was like, yeah, yep. yeah, everybody mm-hmm. makes a serious error probably <laughs> once yeah. yep. and you have to figure out how to forgive them. Mm-hmm. Or not. Yeah. Uh, you have to figure out how to move on yourself from making that giant error. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. And she encourages moving on. 
and also the people that were like Voldemort and all those, even the times where they came up as a little relatable, their actions were never like, you never understood. Like when you, when I watch Breaking Bad, I'm like, well, I get why they're killing that guy. When I watch Harry Potter, I'm like, no, they're, they're still choosing to do something wrong. Right. Like that's still bad. Like right. they're, they're not convincing. They're giving into the anger. Yeah. They're giving into the fear. Yeah. And, and there's something really human about that. Yeah. The fact that she's like, no, yeah, yeah. sometimes you, you mistakenly give into the fear and the yeah. anger and the rage. Mm-hmm. I had a bad, uh, bad moment myself a couple of weeks ago, uh, where, by the way, my album, I'm not the hero of you. Uh, I'm not the hero of this story. I'm not the hero of this story. Uh, I pushed an old man. Oh. Yeah. I didn't push him down. Okay. But I pushed an 80 year old man. Oh no. I had to be 80. Oh no. I was at the grocery I don't know why I'm telling, um, hi. It's because, because JK Rowling is yeah. inspirational and, yeah. And that genuinely freaking moved me. Man. Get this. Lori Kilmartin <laughs> yeah. just read the first Harry Potter book to her son. And now they're going to read like a different series. No. No. <laughs> exactly. No. Call and, child services. No. I was like, you can't start something else. Just read Chamber. Just yeah. read Chamber. Does her kid not like it? I don't know why. Uh, but I think she's she's like, well, I'm not going to read all seven in a row. And I was like... Why wouldn't you yeah, read that all? That seems like the best. That's. The I best. would have a child just so I could. <laughs> right. And he's 10. Yeah. And he, uh, both of his parents are comics. So it's yeah. not like he doesn't know dark. Yeah. Azkaban's going to be fine on Well, him. and like it progresses every book. It's a little darker. There's a, there's a great Simpsons episode. Yeah. That came out that ruined the, sh- the books for some people because oh. I think it came out before seven and it was about six oh. th- or maybe the movies were like that right. where, where Homer just starts reading one and, uh, where I think Maggie just falls asleep and he just reads them all <laughs> <laughs> and like they show one of the things that happened and it's like a parody of her but it's just right like, right i was like yeah a uh, bit of a spoiler Lori's better than homer <laughs> yeah yeah Lori. Lori should i mean and i uh it was what was it i think one of the last episodes of jackie and Lori. uh just me and kyle just looking at her in shock going what's happening yeah and then um and then and then after the show kyle was like Okay, here's another book that you should get your boy to read, and here's another book, and it was too funny. Yeah. So, um, I will tell you what happened. I mean, I don't want to leave the world. Uh, what happened was, is I was at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. Which grocery? What kind of grocery store? It was a Ralph's. Okay. It was your regular grocery store, yeah. and it was ten o'clock at night. Yeah, there can pretty- be some like shady, violent things going on. Well, it was a bad. It was a bad <laughs> thing that, and I gave into it, and yeah. it was a bad idea. And so there are a million ways to deal with this. Yeah. I have since <laughs> talked to several people about other choices I could have made. <laughs> and so I go to the grocery store. I'm walking out of the grocery store. There's an old man. Mm-hmm. He is not a homeless old man. He is yeah. not a crazy old man. He's yeah. a guy wearing essentially khakis, a belt, a polo shirt, carrying a loaf of French bread. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I remember exactly. Was it like one of those that's not even wrapped? It's just in like a paper just bag? Sell- sell- no, no. It was a cellophane. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, how to judge that guy. A classy old man. Just a, a kind of a classy weird old man who started screaming at the, uh, the rent-a-cop dude. Oh. And he said the N-word. Oh no. And he said that the guy was from Haiti and he, he slept, he screwed monkeys and that's oh, why there was gosh. AIDS. And it, 10 years ago, I would have just been like, what the hell is your problem? Yeah. And I would have said something to the Haitian guy, which by the way, was the correct way to deal with that <laughs> even today in our crazy ass world. Uh, Instead, I wanted to be white lady meat shield yeah. and I got in his face and I was like, 
what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. This is what that guy's at work. What are you doing? Yeah. He gets to be here too. And the guy and the old guy said to me, it's none of your business. I don't know why you're meddling in this. It doesn't have anything to do with you. And I said, it has everything to do with yeah. me because this is America. Yeah. And he said, pa, America. He went, Puh, America. Yeah. And I pushed him. Mm. Uh, no, not the hero of that story. No. Not okay to push. I think you were fine until the push. Like Dr. Until King the, would have been fine with that until yeah, the push. <laughs> until the push, I was fine. Yeah. Even though th- it didn't change his, none of it changed his mind. Yeah. Me kicking him to death wouldn't have changed his <laughs> mind. No. But I was so full of rage. Yeah. That I, and I was, I was just lit up and it was, it was, yeah. I'm, I'm ashamed of it and I'm not happy that I did it, but there's part of me that's like, you know, if you tell people that you did it, maybe other people will learn from it <laughs> and not do it and not yeah. do it. Yeah. And what I should have done mm-hmm. uh, was gone. And, and he, by the way, the rent-a-cop guy yeah. laughed in that old man's face, <laughs> which of course is super sad yeah. because uh, that means that that rent-a-cop guy deals with that at least once a day. Yeah. And uh, but he was like, whatever, old man. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh right. Yeah. So. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So uh now we can do <laughs> I will give you four more minutes yeah. because I had to I feel for like reason. I have to share something bad. <laughs> do you, you want to open a vein? You want to turn this into no, Marin? I mean not really. <laughs> it did relate a little bit to the story, but I was a kid, so it's way different. Oh right, because you were a child. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I wanted to watch uh like growing up we you didn't have a lot of TVs. Yeah. We had like one, one TV. crappy TV and then one TV that was good. That okay. Worked. Um like the other TV I think we just played Nintendo. Wow, that's on. a whole different. That, 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 that's a different d- definition of. But that makes sense because yeah. when you were a kid, that would have been sort of. Yeah. The, we're not going to overdo this. A yeah. TV in every room and. Yeah, I mean yeah. there was like a playroom TV that we could play the video games on, and then yeah. the one that everyone watched stuff on, <clears throat> which still is like not a nice TV. It was like right. whatever, just normal. And uh, I want. We grew up in Indiana, and, and I wanted to watch the Notre Dame football game, but my younger brother got there first. Yeah, and he wasn't tips. watching that. Yep. And uh we all rooted for Notre Dame, but he was just being like a little annoying brother. He was like, no, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. And I was like, I think I think I got parental. I was like, what's we're watching the-? and my dad's like, oh whatever. And then like I was like, okay, I had accepted the fact that he wasn't gonna I was gonna wa- maybe try to watch it in the crappy TV or yeah. But then he was like then he was like, I don't like Notre Dame. And then I tackled him for oh. no reason. Cause, and then my dad was like, no, you don't have to like teams in this household. You right. can like whoever you want. Oh, my God. Your dad sounds like the best dad, by the way. Yeah. Like, uh, but that's just – that's a brotherly yeah. – yeah. No, so, it was like a brotherly – You clearly there, still feel bad about it. You're just well, like – because you overreact. There are – yeah, I've overreacted worse and worse ways, I'm sure. But that was just the one where I was like, oh, he said something that pushed me over the edge. Right. There's been I, times where I just went over the edge without needing that. that Right, right. In retail situations, that's where I like to lose it. No, you're good. <laughs> really for the best. Michael Palasek, you guys, is a good person. And, uh, and I'm working on it. So, uh, but, uh, by the way, uh, I should tell people about your album again. Because, yeah. uh, it's called That One Thing. Mm-hmm. And it's on Rooftop, yep. right? Rooftop? Yep. Rooftop, it's, uh, you can buy the actual physical, there's on links on my website at michaelpalasek.com to the actual CD and downloads. Right. So do it, uh, however you like. Yeah. And, uh, super fun. I can't yeah. wait to hear oh, it, yeah. actually. Thanks. And so we're in, so in each book, I mean, that's just, I mean, I don't know if yeah. we want to keep talking Harry Potter. Yeah. Or, I, I love it. Whatever. Yeah. What, um, but I, but I would have to come up with my, it's like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is in that first book okay. when, when, uh, the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone, yeah. um, has been destroyed and Dumbledore's talking to Harry Potter 
And Harry says, uh, it means that your friend Nicholas Flamel is going to die. Yeah. And Dumbledore, yeah. he reveals the death Yeah, is, you remember the quote? Uh, I don't remember the quote. I remember. Death is the next great adventure. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Harry, now you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so, it's just like, it's fine. It's, know? that's another thing that, yeah, that she did that was amazing of it. Yeah, it took death and it was like, yeah, it didn't make you afraid of it. It was like, that's something that happens. All through it, too. Yeah, every, I mean, not everybody dies in every book, but it's definitely There's touched ghosts on everybody. Yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And those, the pictures that like when Dumble, when, when, when anyone dies. Yeah. I just gave it away. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, it is a 30 year old book. I'm so sorry. Uh, but, uh, when anybody dies, um, they, they go into their photo mm-hmm. and, or their, their painting. Yeah. And you wonder, I, I, I wish I knew the characteristics of what's left in that. Like, well, what's the personality? That's my question. The die, I guess, I thought of. I have another thing too about my favorite scene, but before that, when, when people take a picture, they're in that picture, right? But when they die, they're more in that picture? Right. Oh, right, because there's photographs that are animated. That are just those are just animated photographs. But right, the painting, the head headmasters actually get to like talk with you. Right, they're like stuff. part of the they're solution. Like special in the in the yeah at Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. Maybe paint. Maybe it's like if you're painted, then you can go. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's. It. I never thought about the difference between the pictures just being animated and actual. Because like Harry never got to talk to his parents outside yeah. of when they became. Right. Those quick moments or whatever when. Right, right, when, when, the oh, fourth when, one? Is that oh, when they all came out? Oh, when their wands connected? I think, was that the one, I think it was with Patronuses, wasn't it? Or? Well, he saw the Patronuses, but he, he thought he saw his dad, but it was himself. Right. In the third one. Oh, wait, no. But I think the fourth one, they took out all the spell, all the spells come out of Voldemort's wand. And that's right. And I don't know if his mom says anything to him, but I think that's the only time. She did. Yeah. She said, you're only going to have a couple yeah. of minutes. Yeah. It was when Cedric Diggory. Yeah. It was the cup one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the one when he actually gets to talk to I think to that's his, the only time he ever. He ever gets to talk yeah. to them. Yeah. Which makes you wonder <laughs> what just JK Rowling, if you could somehow tell us how did, how do you get to be a painting? Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's not like anyone, nobody sat for those paintings of the, of the people that we know, right? Well, they were headmasters. So maybe there was a sitting, a right? sitting of yeah, some it sort. It seems like the main, well, not because there's a fat lady. Right. And yeah. well, there, you know, there's all those, the fat lady and then there's the, the, the cowardly, Mm-hmm. The cowardly dude yep. who That's runs like, away from it's things. It's like, yeah, challenges everybody. And then, right. Uh, yeah. Those are just paintings in the yeah. In there's the old house paintings in, in in Hogwarts. But but the and and they're they give you information. Yep. And they're gossipers. And they do stuff. And they do stuff. Yeah. And they run from painting to yeah. painting. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I do wonder how how you become a painting. Yeah. How you become a painting and why everyone wouldn't want to be a painting yeah. of their parents. Yeah. Because right. so that you could still talk to your parents after yeah. they were gone. How yeah. great would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a chat. I mean, granted there, and there has to be a limitation, right? It has. To, I, I think it probably, yeah, maybe there was, I, what if we're bringing up something? I mean, she had to have thought about it right? or right. she's like, you guys are thinking about this way too much. <laughs> right. well, completely. <laughs> or how great would it be if she's like, Oh, I never thought I gotta of write that. A book about that. I will write a book about that. And you're like, yes, please. I do. bet it had well, just going off of Hogwarts being really old. And that's the main place where we see paintings that talk or, yeah. and, and the black house too. I think maybe they talk cause there's the one that gets upset. Oh, right. The, yeah. the, um, the house of the, of the, of the secret society. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think factually we have that they're old places. Yep. And they're people of power. Um, right. Oh. And they don't, we haven't seen any current people. 
Right, because that our headmaster, the the the, the Slytherin headmaster, mm-hmm. is in the house when they're on the run. Yeah, yeah. And so, and he could pop from that painting mm-hmm. to the other painting yeah. in a different house. Yeah. My mind was just uh yeah. was just uh, expanded uh, a little bit. I got to reread some books now. <clears throat> now I have to <laughs> I have to dash off and Do you like the Jim 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 Dale ones or Yeah, so I that's the only thing I ever experienced. My my experience was like I read the first two as books and then when I was driving to work in the summer, I mm-hmm. worked about a half hour away from uh, I would just listen to them and it made every drive so happy. So it was, so Jim, it was Jim Dale mm-hmm. and, uh, I remember people I worked with, I was like kind of a the young person working there and they would find out and they're like, Oh, do they do the voices? And I would like give them, yeah, to them. like, this is really good. Like yeah. every, and then my dad would listen to the tapes after I bought that. Like these were like tapes. I, yeah. and my tape labor didn't work in my old car. So I had like a boom box and I would press it and <laughs> yep. it, it couldn't, wouldn't play that loud. So it was summer, but I would have the windows up because I wanted to hear it. <laughs> and I remember there was a moment in the third one where Harry almost gets his soul sucked out of his body, where I right. swerved off the, like I swerved off the road a little bit. Right. And I was like, this could be a problem. I can't. And yeah. If Harry doesn't live, I'm really, I gotta, who's gonna, I gotta not get pulled over because I'm listening to Harry Potter too <laughs> intensely. Too intense. Too intense. It's, yeah. Andy has a hard time listening to books on tape because yeah. he gets super invested. Yeah. But I loved him. I remember I was listening because we had we had all the tapes for the Harry Potter yeah. books, and I'd read them, you know, yeah. like a half a dozen times. Yeah. But then to hear Jim Dale do all the voices is great. Yeah. I hear the British version, uh-huh. and it's um, uh, Stephen. I can't remember who reads yeah. them, but it's a, a different British, a famous British actor. Yeah. It turns out I got to meet Jim Dale one time, by the way. Totally in passing. Uh, went to a, uh, happened to be in New York yeah. and with my friend from college and we walked by a live, uh, Today Show thing. Yeah. And they said, Jim Dale is there. Well, and we looked at each other and she owns a toy store on the Upper West Side. <laughs> yeah. And is a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. <clears throat> Plus he used to do, um, he used to do a lot of Broadway. Oh, okay. And so, I think musicals even. Yeah. But, um, she was like, Let's see if we can uh, go hear him speak. Yeah. So we dashed over and we actually got to shake hands with wow. him. And she, he was more, much more interested, by the way, yeah. in that she had seen him on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> that is audio book career. <clears throat> I was like, yeah. come on, man. Um, but I had all the tapes. Yeah. And then I remember when I went the, I've driven from Minneapolis when I first moved out here. Yeah. And one of the things my brother gave me was the tapes of, uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Unabridged. Oh. And the songs. Yeah. Almost put me to sleep on the mountains. I tried to listen to Lord of the Rings. That's how I was going to read them. Yeah. And I don't know if I got, I got through the first one half of that and you can't. It's, they're it's, mesmerizing. Yeah. It's iambic pentameter. I don't know what it is, uh, what you're doing over there, Tolkien, but, uh, it is yeah. very beautiful and there's no way to skip the poems. And the first time you read Lord of the Rings, yeah. I know this is blasphemy. Uh, I think you should skip the poems <laughs> just because you want to get to the story. You yeah. know, you're going to reread it. There and you go. when you're jonesing for more info, yeah. you will read the poems because yeah. those are their own stories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, I am sorry though that you never did get to listen to the whole Lord of the Rings. So, did you ever try to read it? Read it. So, I definitely I loved uh, the the um, the one that was just a movie, the prequel. Uh, uh, Hobbit. Hobbit. Yeah. yeah. Hobbit, I read the Hobbit, and then I read the first one, and then I listened to the. I mean, I listened to the first one and the second one, and then I never got to the third one, but I watched the movies, and I haven't gone back. I should go oh, back. So you listened to the first two Lord of the Rings, like first two you, Lord Fellowship of the, of the Rings, yeah. and two towers, and the two towers. I think I, I got through most of the two towers, and then and then the third movie was my favorite one. I haven't read the book yet. Right, the third movie of the of, of Return of the King. Yeah, yeah. There's a different ending. 
book. <laughs> you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna get the book. Oh. There's, uh, there's, so th- it's not a different ending. It's yeah. the, essentially the real ending. Like oh. it ends. Like Lord of the Rings, they, they yeah. get, they, the eagles come. Yeah. Yeah. Good times are had. Yeah. Uh, ring is destroyed. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> they go back to the Shire. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a, there's a whole Shire ending. Oh. Which is amazing. Okay. And, and it's a great hobbity ending too. Yeah. Because my favorite thing about the Lord of the Rings are the hobbits. Yeah. And. Cause they're you know, us. They're us. Yeah. We're the hobbits. Yeah. And we're, we're the tiny powerless, but with some mad skills. We yeah. got our own tiny skills. Yeah. And we can be brave. Yeah. In and a stupid way. <laughs> in a stupid way. And in, and in loyalty. We got loyalty. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. good times. So, <laughs> so I would recommend reading yeah. Return of the King. I gotta do that. And, uh, Return of the King doesn't have any, uh, doesn't have any songs in it. <laughs> there might be some after the ring is destroyed, but it's mostly action. Um, real quick before I forget, I wanted to, what, my favorite, oh, your favorite scene Harry, in Potter Harry Potter scene. scene. I don't know if it's my favorite Harry Potter scene, but it's one that's really memorable to me. Yeah. I think it's in the first book. It's either the first or second one. And it's when they're on Christmas break. Yeah. And it's just, uh, him having a snowball fight with Ron Weasley and his brothers. Oh. And that's all it is. And they're just happy. And I remember reading that and I was like, oh. Yeah. Sometimes it can just be happy. Right. It's just a nice day. Yeah. It's just a fun day where he has sort of a, he's made his own family yeah. kind of day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's with the Weasley boys. Yeah. And they're having the snowball fight. And there's like not a lot of scenes in all those books, but when they happen, I'm like, Oh, that's yeah. One of my another one of my favorite lines is when um, him and Ron aren't friends anymore, right? And so he's hanging out with Hermione a lot. And at one point he says, "You know, when you're best friends with Hermione Granger, you spend a lot of time at the library." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure his grades did not suffer because of it. But uh, he was like, "When being best friends with Ron Weasley, there's a lot more laughter. There's a lot more just yucking it up because Ron Weasley is Ron Weasley." Yeah, and uh, (laughs) that's what. Yeah, there's some great. There's some great. What's your? I I've actually decided that my favorite of the movies is the first one. Really? Yeah. I, I need to, I, I've watched the first one probably the most and I like it a lot, but I have to say going to the movies to see it, the second, seventh one, because it's the middle of the book, just picks up yeah. and you're in it. Yeah. And I love that. The second, seventh one. Yeah. The, really? The, yeah. Yeah. yeah the it very just like last picks book. up and you're gone. And I, so I think, I think the first they one. They stop trying to do most. any sort of, like the first ones, they try to, you know, make yeah. sure it's inclusive. Oh, yeah. you didn't read the books. Oh, you didn't read the books. No. By the seventh, the second seventh, second one. seventh one, they just like <laughs> went with the guy from Gringotts, and they're like on a beach or something. They're like everything yeah. is. It's like after Rich, or Empire Strikes Back, like things are messed up, right? This and you're just like, why can't everyone start like this? Well, because it's not the middle of a movie, <laughs> right? It's not the middle of the book, and and then you get to see. Yeah, you just get to see all of it. Well, up. now I need to rewatch, yeah. rewatch that. I, I watched the first three because mm-hmm. I was supposed to do a podcast about just the first three movies. Yeah. And then I, it got delayed for some reason. Uh-huh. And, uh, so they tricked me into enjoying those first three movies. You know again. what? Also, the fourth one I feel like is the so visual with like the dragon yeah. and all the different quest stuff type stuff. I think that one was like. A good one. Really cool to watch. When I see it, that one seems to be on TV more. Yeah, that was, I remember they showed them back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, but I had to go do a set. So yeah. I think I like piped in on one and then I saw four <laughs> and then I saw six. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. But, um, I will say what I love about the first movie uh-huh. is that, like that chess scene mm-hmm. was my favorite scene, I think. Yeah. And, um, I also like, 
the first book a lot because Ron gets to be smart. Yeah. He gets to be kind of the hero in that yeah. one too. Yeah. Where you're like, cause they, she didn't use Ron's strategy skills as yeah. much in the later books. Yeah. He kind of became a little, and this might be too weird to reference, uh, Corey from Boy Meets World in the later seasons. <laughs> like, oh, he's not the main character. He's a funny weird guy. Yeah. He's a funny weird guy and more, more sidekicky. Yeah. Which is why I think he became angry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but he does get the girl in the end. Yeah. So it's all good. Um, but about that movie, that, that's a different ending in the movie than the book. Just yeah. in those scenes, like there's an extra, I think, thing that Hermione has to figure out in the book. Right, right. That they, yeah, they don't, they kind of skip over right, it. Right. They skip over that and it's, you know, it's a little, it's a little Lego movie where Hermione is clearly the smartest and most qualified hero of the trio. Yeah. And, but she's like, it's like Meryl Marco giving all of her best jokes to Letterman. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I love you. Here, have all my funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that's interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, you know, you notice it and, and you go, well, it's fine. It's, but. Yeah. I guess I didn't notice it just because. Maybe I think if I was a woman, I might notice it stronger. Right. You might. I yeah. mean, just cause you'd be like, oh, well, I guess she's just going to be his, his helper. Well, and- I think I always wrote it off as like the prophecy thing of like, oh, Harry just does have to meet. Right. Him. Right. Right. Well, well, and, and, and the Lego movie for mm-hmm. some reason. And in the end of it, he, they do fix it where everyone's the chosen yeah, one, yeah. right? Everyone's yeah. the special. Well, actually, I'm, I, I'm like a half hour from finishing the Lego movie. What? It's on, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've seen Lego Batman, so I tried it. was on... I love I want to see Lego Batman with it's the power of the Lego sun, Lego Batman. I relate to that Batman more than any other Batman. Right, right. <laughs> that, it looks like the best Batman movie. Yeah. I, just did a, I just did a movie fight podcast because yeah. of my new album. And um, you had to pick your best Batman, your yeah. favorite Batman, and somebody else picked the... And I hadn't seen the Lego Batman. Yeah. So Grey Drake... You remember Grey Drake? I don't know if you... No, uh, I don't know Grey Drake. Well, the crazy thing about Grey Drake is she used to have a movie podcast... Okay. Uh, 10, 12 years ago. Oh. Not, not that long because of podcasting. Yeah. But it was a long time ago. It was probably nine years ago where with Gary Anna Abeda and they just talked about movies. Yeah. And Gary Anna Abeda is a projectionist. <laughs> She's in the projectionist yeah. union. And so, I mean, LA is full of crazy yeah. people, right? And, uh, Gray Drake, they had this movie podcast and they stopped doing it. And I hadn't seen Gray in like five or six years. And now she's one of the senior editors at Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Which is the perfect gig yeah. if you love it, he love movies. Yeah. And her favorite Lego, her favorite Batman movie was Lego Batman. Wow. So I had to pick my second, what I, and I hadn't seen Lego. So yeah. I assumed it would be my favorite. Yeah. But I picked Batman 89 because it was the one that I know the most about. Oh, the, the very first one. Uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was little. So I kind of, because it was kind of creepy. It was, yeah, it was yeah. like dark. And I mean, I was a kid, little, little kid. You, and, you were so young. Yeah. But it was interesting. It came out in 89. Yeah. So yeah. But the, um, because they kept calling it Batman 89. <laughs> and I did like the first Nolan Batman. I, I love Chris, everything Christopher Nolan yeah. has done. I mean, I, I, I mean. But I, Lego Batman, I think, really sums up why the th- I didn't even see the third Nolan Batman. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I don't, what? like, I like the third one, but I think it's not, it's not his fault that Heath Ledger died. Like. No. What do you do? Like, obviously, the third one was different. Right. Before no, that happened. But the thing about Heath Ledger is I thought he did a great job as the Joker, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't want my Batman that dark. Yeah. I want okay. my Batman slightly lighter. Yeah. I want there to be some JK Rowling <laughs> in my Batman, right? Well, then I can see, yeah, why 89 would be your favorite. Yeah. Or the first Batman begins. Yeah. Cause I think I was at a dark point in my life. Not like, not like emotionally or career wise, but I remember when the second one came out, 
also like it's, it's kind of a Breaking Bad or... thing of like I can see not like I can see why the Joker does that, but I like him. Right. I like Walter White. Right. What's going on? Right. You're like I need to re-examine my own life choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's hard because they do horrible things, and I I think there was part of that that was new to me. Yeah. That uh, that I appreciated. Yeah, that's interesting because it's it's but I but the first Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Is a wonderful movie. Yeah. And I heard that Batman Lego is actually kind of a great kind of sequel to the Batman movie. I've only seen the first half of Lego movie, but it's a great first half. And it's a pretty, yeah. And Lego Batman, it was, it, it's really funny. I love how funny, like when I see movies like that, I'm like, oh, as a comic, if someone were to want me to like help out with a screenplay, I hope it would turn like, like that. Like that. Yeah. Cause I heard it was super dense with jokes. Yeah. 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 yeah like really well and they, done. It was kind of like their timing of it was really good. Like, not compared to Family Guy at all, but they weren't afraid to give things time just yeah. for the oh, fact okay. of being funny. Well, and it's, it's, is it stop action or is it uh, animated? So I looked it up. I don't know if, the, I know the original Lego movie was like this, and I think this one was too. They did as much real stuff as they could, but they also used CGI, CGI. to to make it. So it's kind of like Imagine. they made it look like you were just watching CGI, which is just like, well, how did you, it's yeah. like you're playing with your Legos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so... <laughs> But you gotta finish the Lego movie yeah. because it's got an awesome twist at the end. Yeah. It's um, and it's neat. It's uh, and, and I thought super smart and funny. Yeah. But it is funny that because she is a, clearly a master builder, <laughs> and he is not. That's a great idea, though. How we we already are what we thought we were, or whatever. Like, yes. Where we wanted to be, or who yeah. who we're looking for, we already are. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. There's. But I, I do, I do find myself with more favorite lines and favorite scenes in the early Harry Potter books than yeah. in the later ones. And I think it's because in the later ones, everyone is revealed as human. Yep. Everyone is revealed as flawed. Yeah. And, and like, we don't, we don't want, we don't want them. To, like, I didn't want Harry to use an unspeakable curse. Like, I'm Harry. I can't go to ask man yep. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the people that Harry looks up to aren't good right, people. They are They're flawed. breaking rules. Yep. And like, not even like rules that we can believe in, like real rules. There's like some legit, what are you doing? Right, right. Why would you? Yeah. That is not the correct choice. Yeah. You have to be stronger than that. Yeah. You are my fictional hero. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, which, I mean, the thing is, is it does give you some empathy for your real parents, Mm -hmm. for your real Mm -hmm. leaders, for your real role models in life. Yes. And you give your, you cut yourself a break. That's what I love about the most. Yeah. Like, oh, well. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess I. I guess if you know if Dumbledore is going to be like this, <laughs> I guess I too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything comparable in some of the other books I've read. Like, are there are there other flawed heroes? And well, I mean the Bible. <laughs> there's the Bible. I mean Jesus is like him. <laughs> right. Jesus doesn't want to go. He's just high. he's just sitting there drawing in the dirt, and then they're he stoning turns over that a bunch woman. of tables. Like, <laughs> right? He got mad. Yeah. It's a, it, but then he speaks up for that woman being stoned yeah. to death. So yeah. good for her. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> He's just like, you, why don't you cast the first stone? If Which, you're so- stoned to death is a lot to hear as a kid. Oh like, my God. Like, I don't even, can't imagine stones that. And then it's like, well, I have to, I'm Wait, someone's to really whipping. It's like, remember when someone would put a rock in the middle of a snowball? You knew that that was a bad person. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that, you're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> why? It's like, uh, I, I, and I, I remember trying to think, is it just better? Are you getting a better heft on it? Are you like, accuracy increases? I remember trying to figure out why someone would do it. Uh, there's no reason to do it except Pain. to be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 I don't know why I was uh, trying to, <laughs> you need to justify hang out with nicer people. <laughs> right. Exactly. What am I, what was I thinking as a child? And. <laughs> 
So, okay, so let's talk about the book that you like. Oh, yeah. Um, so the newest book that I've read recently, uh, that I really like is, uh, Skippy Dies. Skippy Dies. By Paul Murray. Okay. And, uh, I, after I reading it, like I listened to it on Audible, which is a great way to do it because it's really funny, but it's, I love accents when I listen. It's like, yeah. written, it's Irish. It's about an Irish boarding school and it starts off the first scene is Skippy dies in a donut shop and it's funny. <laughs> right. And then the rest of the book is kind of this tragic comedy leading up to leading that moment to and you're death. like oh and then you feel bad about laughing and <laughs> kind of and uh it's so beautiful it, it's similar to what i felt like when i was reading harry potter in the sense that like he's doing stuff in that book that i can't understand how he did it like it's so thought out every right. step is like something that i'm like oh. and then i went back and re-listened to it and I'm like there's stuff in page one it's like a 600 page book right that how it came that got called back in the end where it's just like oh what? And it, I just felt so much and the same thing of like these horrible people that you really relate to that they're not horrible. They're just misunderstood or whatever. Right. And there's so many reveals and, and like I was a high school boy, so I understand some of it. And like, uh-huh. it also touches on like kids and like the drugs they're taking and social networking. And, uh, when was it? Is it new? 2010. Is when it came okay. Out. 2010. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And also it touches, it's a, it's an Irish Catholic boarding school, so it touches on those issues also. And you're like, really? Can they do it in a way that no one, like, that we haven't heard? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. they did it. Did you go to? I never went away to a boarding school. Yeah, me neither. But, uh, I, I mean, I went to. You and your second shitty TV. <laughs> I can't imagine you <laughs> Yeah, we weren't sent to Dead Poet Society. <laughs> you're right. It wasn't a, was, wasn't that kind of upbringing. My mom didn't like us leaving to just stay at a friend's houses, so we were going to be in bed. Oh, that's place. nice. Yeah. That's very sweet. Um, so that, yeah, Paul Murray, Skippy Dice. And then he wrote a new one that I just read too called, uh, uh, something about the market, which is also very good, but Skippy Dies is the one you want to read. It's okay. The first one. Well, you know, when you, when you first described it to me and I looked it up and I was like, wasn't he in a donut eating contest or something? Yeah. That's, yeah. because, um, I, I haven't read this yet, obviously, yeah. Skippy Dies, but, uh, did you ever see Stand By Me? Yes. So remember when the Will Wheaton character is telling the story around the campfire yeah. about the, the pies? The pies? Yeah. I was like, that's my least favorite scene yeah. in that movie, just because yeah. I don't like gross out scenes. Yeah. yeah. But um it was good revenge. Yeah. Of uh <laughs> of Lardass or whatever they ca- called him in Stand by Me. Yeah. In I remember that I also remember being repulsed by that scene, so maybe you're supposed to. <laughs> right. The difference in this beginning of Skippy Dies is that I it's not it, the way it's described is a really funny oh, this is what they're gonna do. Yeah. This is, they're, they're do a donut. They're like high, also because they're like high school boys, so yeah. they can eat all that stuff. And and they're like one of them's a swimmer, so it's like it's like a you know they eat lots yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like I was, it's one of those where I was like driving and like, am I am I crying while I'm driving? Oh my god, I I have list, I have cried, uh, uh, silent tears as I'm as I'm listening to the. I just finished a Piers Anthony book. Okay, which um. It's called Split Infinity. Okay. And I am on my brother's Audible account. So, uh, it turns out he didn't like, uh, that book. So he didn't buy the additional five books that go in that series. <laughs> but I'm kind of okay with that because yeah. the Split Infinity book is kind of, it's a fascinating premise. It's, a, mm-hmm. they did a really good job on the premise and it is, um, it's because it's, and it was written, I think, in 81. Okay. And it is, um, Half science fiction and half sword and sorcery fantasy book. Oh, I so love it. it's about a uh, um, a jockey. He is a jockey okay. on this science fiction world called okay. Proton. Okay, and everyone lives for the game, right? As yeah. as you're you're he's an indentured serf, 
and there's rich people that are citizens and he works for them and you kind of want to stay on Proton yeah. because everything's paid for and yeah. it's and it's great and you can take any classes you want. Yeah. And so it's a pretty great life. Yeah. Um uh but it's such a book that was clearly written by a horn dog 45-year-old dude <laughs> because everybody's nude. Oh. And this guy keeps getting laid. And he keeps, and, and it's, I mean, it was literally written for like a 12 to 14 year old boy child. And luckily there is inside me a 12 to 14 year old boy child. <laughs> so, cause I was like, oh, I hope he gets some ass. And he does. Spoiler alert. Um, so he has, but the thing is, is like in, in the, in the, in the science fiction world, there's trouble with that girl. So, um, <laughs> he goes through this curtain and he's on the exact same planet, but it's an Eden, right? Yeah. And so he meets a, a unicorn. Ooh. And quite honestly, it's really cool. It's a cool <laughs> book, but she too is a very nude, nude lady. And they do it, you guys. Spoiler alert. They do it. Uh, and <laughs> So he's back and forth and he can go back and forth between the two women. And then, of course, at the end of this book, he meets yet a third lady. And it turns out she ends up nude, you guys. No. <laughs> so uh the following f- five, four or five books, I'm sure. And and it's it's. There's this kind of hacky. There's a little bit of that hacky joke of uh, bitches, man, and uh, which he, it's not that he doesn't love women, yeah. and, he, and he isn't in favor of feminism yeah. or empowerment, yeah. or and he clearly loves strong women. Yeah, he clearly does. Yeah, but when they get unicorns cat- are not weak. No, they're a uni- strong animal. No, they're a strong <laughs> animal. And the woman in the in the sci-fi thing is his uh, bodyguard. Wow, is his protector. Yeah. So. Um, she, he'd like strong women, yeah. but whenever anything happens, he's like, mm, women, man, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, that's kind of like a love is hard type of thing. I wish it, if it, uh, it if I'm getting um, in the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> no, no, you, and, and the thing is, is I'd want to. Yeah. So I like that. It's, it's sort of a better way to write it from, yeah. you know, because if you write it from love is hard, yeah. women, Women are crazy, but women are crazy because people are crazy. Yeah, yeah. And men are crazy because people are crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just love is hard. Yeah. And the way, you know, women are from Venus, <laughs> from Mars, you guys. And, but so it, 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 it's just a, a, a pre, a, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just a pre awakened kind of yeah. moment where you're like, yeah. Oh, I see what's happening. And I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Phil doesn't like unicorns, my brother. Uh, uh, so he's like, I don't like unicorns. I don't like animals that can talk. That's where his problem is. That is genuinely where the line was. <laughs> because he will, he will, you should see his audible list. Yeah. He will read some craptastic yeah. and he doesn't care. He is yeah. like, I am on board with whatever crap is happening as long as they aren't talking. <laughs> Did you do Ready Player One? I I was that made me think of that. Yeah, I loved Ready Player One. Ready Player One's amazing, and Will Wheaton re- re- reads it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready Player One seemed like to me it could have been something, and it was so much more. Like it, it was could, like it could have just been the cool sci-fi, or whatever. Yeah, no. it could have been just an easy read, but and it is an easy read. Yeah, but it's so it's much prolific. more. It is, yeah. And it like says something and it's so cool and it's a movie. And it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's yeah, movie? it says so many things. Yeah. And it, um, 
Ernie Klein. He's been on the Dork Forest, you guys. What? Yeah, find that one. Is he nice? To, he's really nice. Yeah. And he owns a, uh, a DeLorean. What? That he has a fake flux capacitor. I like that I had to say that it was fake. Is he, uh, uh was this, was that his first, well, that wasn't his first book. That was his first, uh, no. He did, he did, uh, Kevin Smith, um, directed the movie he did about the Star Wars, Star Wars fan who got to see Phantom Menace before. Oh, gotcha. Which you wanted to be so much better than it was. <laughs> uh, and because we were, we all were like, "Oh, why don't I have cancer?" And maybe I could see this movie. <laughs> and then we all saw it, and we were all like, "Oh, that's unfortunate." Uh, Darth Maul was cool. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Uh, just try to find something good. Out of it. <laughs> but Ready Player One, yeah, Ready yeah. Player One was wonderful. And it I got really dark. It got really bit. dark, yeah. but it pulled itself out. Oh yeah, I love that it got dark. Yeah, and it, it made got sense. dark in the best way. When I I took like whatever writing class in there, or whatever, if you read the story by Robert McKee, it's like. uh Whenever something does, like, uh, something happens in a movie or a book or anything, it has to be the thing that has to happen, but also the thing that no one expects to happen. And yeah. I felt like that's what happened in that book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> what do you, uh, what's your opinion about Neville being the chosen one? Do you, <laughs> do you got any, you got an opinion? Well, I, no. <laughs> You're not a, I haven't got on those message boards. I didn't know that oh, was Oh, you a, didn't know that was a thing? I didn't because, know. Because, uh, Dumbledore explains that the reason Harry became the chosen one uh-huh. was because Voldemort picked him. Yeah. To kill. Oh, okay. So it yeah. could have been Neville. It could have been Neville. Gotcha. And, and Dumbledore makes the point that he says, you'll note that he picked the Muggleborn, the half, the half, yeah. the mudblood. He picked the half yeah. magic instead of the pure blood, Neville Longbottom. And he just tortured Neville's parents. Oh, he tortured Neville's p- parents because they were, they were, um, they, 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 were they hunted, yeah. they hunted dark, dark, uh, wow. Folk. That's a that's a cool thing. I I think, I think uh, it would have been interesting to see. Wait, did you read? Oh, go ahead. No, I I just say it's a whole different set of flaws for the chosen one. It's a, right, yeah, and it's a different story. It's a, it would be an incredibly different story. Did yeah. you read Ender's Game? Yes. And did you read huh. Ender's Shadow? I didn't read. I read the sequels. I haven't read Ender's Shadow. That's where his friend. That's Bean. Yeah. Yeah. Ender's yeah. Shadow is almost better than Ender's Game, and that's. It, uh, the same story, but if something different happened, yeah, yeah. But from Bean's enough. point of view, yeah. not if it's the exact same story, yeah. But from Bean's oh, same point of view, yeah. And I loved Bean. Bean's amazing, yeah. and Ender's Shadow is Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it's almost as good, yeah, as Star Wars, yeah. Or it would be better, but they couldn't be without Star Wars, right? Yeah. So yeah. Ender's Shadow couldn't be without Ender's, Ender's Game. Game, yeah. And J.K. Rowling, if you're listening, and yeah. I know you are at this point, uh, <laughs> please write uh, Neville's shadow. <laughs> well, it would be Harry's shadow, right? Uh, yeah, it'd be yeah, Harry, yeah. Harry's shadow. It would be yeah. Harry's shadow, but, but yeah. it would be from from Neville's point of view. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be where you could either change it and have – because Ender's, Ender's shadow isn't – there are no other choices. Yeah. Being, but Bean is the hero that he is. Yeah. And I would love to see Neville be the hero that he is. Because Neville turns out to be a hero yeah. in the end. He, he grows into it. He uses the sword. Right. Yeah. Right. He obviously has the has Gryffindor and, in him. And we give Neville a hard time. But, I mean, they're like 10 when they come to a scary castle. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I was a nervous kid. Like, it's like, that's just, like, qualities that kids have when they're... Right. And, yeah. his, and both of his... He doesn't turn into freaking Batman. Yeah. Because... <laughs> 
We are mixing up our, 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 our pop culture references we galore. We want Harry Shadow, where Neville turns into a dark version of himself because he's because seeking revenge against. Voldemort. He's just living in the Forbidden Forest, <laughs> learning from the half beasts. Oh my god, so funny. Yeah. Um, how about Anne McCaffrey? Did you ever read those Dragon Riders of Pern books? No. They, I would love to though. This sounds amazing. They uh, and the audibles are uh, are awesome. Yeah, because uh, I I read them mm-hmm. and then uh, I listened to them on. I literally broke the cassettes. That's how many times I listened. <laughs> well, to them. maybe I did. How they're old then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, late sixties, early seventies. I think I might have read a couple like when the I first, was a kid. The first nine are good. Yeah, <laughs> the first three are are great. Okay, there's three. There, it's essentially Dragon Riders of Pern. Dragons, Dragon Breath, I think Dragon Breath. Is that the uh, one where they can move magic with a sword? Like magic no. is a, okay. It's, it's essentially, uh, people connect with a dragon for life. Oh, wow. And it's an old timey, middle ages kind of planet called Pern. Okay. And, um, and so the dragons and they, and they speak telepathically. They bond at the wow. birth of the dragons. Yeah. When they crack out of the egg. Yeah. They come and they, and their riders are like 10. <laughs> and then, uh, and they are cre- they were genetically modified to fight this one problem that this planet has. Oh. So it, it's a, it, it's sort of a mad, it feels like a magic world in the first three books. Yeah. And it turns into a science fiction world oh. in the last three books. But Dragon Rides of Pern and Anne McCaffrey have a problem that <laughs> exists in, in science fiction and okay. fantasy when publishers are like, no, no, keep writing. Uh, Keep writing that book until people die of old age. Yeah. And you're like, stop writing. Stop yeah. writing that book because I need, yeah. I need Dumbledore to live forever. <laughs> and Dumbledore, is, and that isn't, I think Dumbledore had to die. And spoiler alert, if you haven't read, but I mean, the thing is, is he was very old. We <laughs> so, danced around it earlier. Yes. I, <laughs> Didn't I, I, turn it off then. Yeah. I think, um, when Sam was reading these books, mm-hmm. like I got to see the progression of her mind, like who's, she'd be very upset. And then like that just killed her. And then, and then, like, I think it's one of those things where if something ever tragic happens, you try to think of, like, well, what could have happened instead? Like, what would I have given instead? Like, who would you have rather have died? Right. And it's scary to think, like, would I be okay with Honor with, Hermione dying instead right. of her? I, maybe, I don't know. Mrs. Weasley? Mrs. Are Weasley? you kidding? Like, am I going to? Yeah. And it's like, no, that's who died. And, I mean, he was sick before, right? Right. That was the point. That yeah. was the point. It was yeah. that he had to, he was sick. Yeah. So, but the, um. And he, he was sick because of pride. Yeah, oh, it, it was, was yeah. wasn't it? It yeah. was, it was pride that did him. He, he didn't go to Snape until it was too late. For right. Him to well, and he made the wrong choice. <laughs> and Snape was like, "Are you killing? You're killing me here? And, uh, what did you do?" And he's like, "Well, I thought I could no." Then Snape's like, sometimes he's like the IT guy. She's like, "Really? <laughs> what are you? What are you doing here?" You're didn't back it up? Yeah. You did not back up. Is that what you're telling me? Oh. Well, I can't fix it if you didn't back it up. I can't create it out of nothing. Oh my god. I can maybe save some of it if I can get into your hard drive. You. Oh my god, that's the best analogy. <laughs> you guys, Michael Palasek. Mm-hmm. Michael Palasek has a new album, and yeah. it is that one thing. Mm-hmm. And it is available iTunes, Amazon, hard yeah. copy, yeah. all the things. Yeah. And, uh, and does michaelpalasek.com exist? Yes. Okay. Yes. And is your schedule on it? Uh, yeah, as my calendar on there. Right. Where are you going to be at the end of March? Uh, so, uh, the 14th through the 19th, which might be, I'll be at downtown Chicago, Zanies. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, then the weekend after, 
uh, the 23rd through 25th, I'll be at Crackers in Broad Ripple. Oh, the Broad Ripple one, Indianapolis yeah, yeah. one. Nice. Yeah. So those are good. Those are good gigs. Yeah. Those are two of my favorite clubs. They're very awesome. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of that condo at Zany's? You know what? I stay with my parents. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Yeah. So, uh, that's fine. And, uh, and I, and I actually like the, the, the place she puts us up at, uh, for crackers. You know what? She is always taking care of, like, the hotel's yeah. always been good there. Yeah, it's a good hotel. Yeah. Anyway, it has been an hour, my friend. All right. You have done vital work. This is and so fun. You, you guys, find Michael Palasek, find this album, and, uh, obviously read 1900 books. <laughs> so, uh, and Audible counts. Yeah. Rangers, you know the rules out there, especially now. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?